Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Hey, you guys. Hey, you all cool cats and kittens. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, Southern Charm Recap Edition, Episode 63, Part 2. Today, I have my good friend Jennifer Blocked by Jax. You know her uh, on Instagram. It's at blocked underscore by underscore underscore uh, underscore Jax. We, uh, the first part of this, we talk about uh, dating life, all of this stuff, and then we go into Southern Charm. I tell you... Uh, how John Pringle slid into my DMs this week after I called him ugly. Um, that's worth the price of admission alone. But uh, I think Blocked by Jax, I, or Jennifer, she is just so funny and great. And I think you are going to love her. She's been on the show before, but uh, she's just so, so good. So enjoy this conversation. And remember, part one's out as well with a bunch of great interviews. Um, so check it all out. Bye. You guys, uh, I don't know why I chose Southern Charm to recap this season, but I did. So you are going to have to put up with it 
So uh, to, since I'm doing that, I need to find people that I really, really love talking to uh, to get me through this season because we're only three episodes in. So today I have the perfect person. I think I asked her when she was drunk, so she said yes. And that, that's that's usually how you got to get people. If you see they're drinking in their stories, ask them favor immediately, and they'll usually say yes. So today we have Jennifer, but you know her as at Blocked by Jax on Instagram, an insanely good Instagram account. Jennifer, how are you today? Good, how are you? <laughs> good. You, you already sound nervous. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, good. Um, I've had a week already, and it's only Monday. So <laughs> I know. God, and then next week's Thanksgiving. I thought it was this week, honestly. I went. I was like, only three days. I got to just get through it. <laughs> like, you have no lesson plans for Thursday and Friday. Um, okay, <laughs> so I guess I got to start off with a question, and then I got to tell you something is – You've watched the first three episodes of Southern Charm, right? Yes. Overall, what do you think about it so far? So I think the premiere was better than I thought it was going to be. I have to say I haven't really gone in with the highest standards or the highest hopes. Yeah. I'm kind of taking it for what it is. That's a good way to go in in life in general. Just don't expect anything. Really low expectations. And I will say the first, the premiere, I was kind of like, wow, it's not awful. And then... (laughs) The second and third episode, I'm like, this is meeting my expectations now. You said you think it is meeting your expectations. I think it's been kind of like blah. I don't know. You so it's not meeting your expectations. No, it's it, well, it's me my low expectations. <laughs> okay, but it's not <laughs> it's not raising your expectations no. at all. Okay, cool. Uh, which, by the way, I think if they had not uh, premiered Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I think we would like Southern Charm even more. But then you see Salt Lake City, and it's actually good, and it makes yeah. you go like, oh. Shows can actually be, like, good good, not just, like, standard good. Exactly. And it, that's a hard night to follow now, especially at the end of the week, too. Do you think with Salt Lake City, like, because it airs after OC, and I was like, OC is so shitty this season. And that's, like, I mean, I just personally don't. It's a, And I'm not even talking about, like, Kelly being, like, insane and, like, mask theories, but... I'm talking just like it's kind of boring. And then I have a feeling Salt Lake City will end up premiering. Like they'll end up taking OC's spot and OC will follow them by the end of the season. I really hope they do because 11 o'clock is really late for me on a weekday. And (laughs) I don't want to miss it. Like if OC was on at 10, I'd be like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. But I, it's hard, but I'm happy I stayed up and I passed out immediately after. But um, I think that OC this is the worst cast yeah there's no there's literally no magic they do not belong together and like I don't care for Gina as a character one way or the other but it's like almost abusive to put somebody not even in their same financial life like it's like it's I mean Gina called like FaceTimed Emily from Walmart the other day which is like I'm down with that but it's like kind of unfair to like put somebody that's not even in the same zip code and right. tax bracket. It like They all just like un- inadvertently make fun of her. Exactly. Like I'm down with Walmart because I'm a peasant and I make a teacher salary. So Walmart, I, I love I, Walmart. I, I actually like genuinely like to go see what <laughs> graphic tees they have, you know, uh, I think just like you can tell Shannon does not want to be there and does not talk to these women at all besides filming it's almost uncomfortable how much she does not want to hang out with them and she wants to just, open the door and run oh my god i hate that line that she has <laughs> and it's just like i feel like she's now the main person she's the og which is a really sad thought 
that we are Shannon is now. Yeah, she's like, the, she's the Vicky. She's the Vicky and Tamara. And I don't know. It's just so boring. Like, it's kind of like my background show now. I'm like, oh, I have some grading to do. Let me just pop on OC. Or was it, I mean, is there? I wouldn't mind if they said, hey, let's get rid of everybody and start from scratch and just like go back to like really casting people. I don't know why they were kind of holding on to some kind of like I was watching the season with Brooks's fake cancer uh, this like this weekend and it was so good. Like I it just was on in the background and I was just like I would pop up every now and then and be like, geez, this episode's amazing, too. I know. And it sucks because I feel like after Salt Lake City, Bravo shouldn't be afraid to just take everyone and start fresh. We want that. <laughs> well, we enjoyed it. I, I think they think we're inbred or something. Like, I don't think they think we can, like, handle, like, it's so scary to meet new people without somebody I know. Like, I don't know why they think we can't handle Like, our brain capacity it. can't handle it. Uh, yeah. Need Shannon to make comfortable, you know? Like, meanwhile, it's the other way around. I don't know if my brain can handle... Like Emily I'm, and Gina talking about fucking nothing. Or I'm, yeah, I'm uncomfortable with Emily trying to like, like Emily's trying to find a voice this season. And that makes me uncomfortable. I'd rather just meet me new people. Somebody, and like Shane's being really nice, which is, makes me uncomfortable too. I feel like, I feel like the cameras are about to be there. And she's like, if you don't fucking treat me like a fucking princess the second they come in, like I'm going to leave you immediately. And then they come in and she's like, hi. <laughs> But <laughs> Shane's all Shane's all smiley this season. I know he definitely is taking like something. Well, somebody uh, somebody something pranked like me that. and signed me up for Emily Simpson's uh, mailing list, and <laughs> I guess she just turned like a, now I get emails from Emily every day going, "I just started a website," and literally the picture I get in my email is like her like her butt from last year and her butt this year, and I'm like, I like. <laughs> I mean, regardless if I signed up for this or not, it's like a weird email to get of like evil prank, but like what a year, what, what a difference a year makes. And I'm just like, you have to like show it with your butt. Like it's, I I get it, but it's, it's just weird. Like who's this for? It's, I don't know. I just can't stand any of them. I feel like they, they're either way too new to be carrying this themselves or like Shannon, I just I don't really care about what any of them are doing. I'm not. What's invested. the deal with John? What's the what? what, what I mean, because John like seemed pretty normal, and they seem like they're like a really good couple. But then Shannon's daughter this week said she doesn't think that uh, John can support her financially and emotionally, and that comment really stuck with me. The rest, like I was like, what does we'll never that mean? Emotionally fulfill you, <laughs> but like, but we've seen him emotionally be there. So is she saying that this guy? is using Shannon financially. Like, I know. Is, weird. I think he, I like them together a lot. And it's, but I that like comment from the daughter was weird. Like it's, it made me think no, something else. Weird. I don't know. But and uh, it's, at the same time, does she really know that much about his financial situation? Maybe she just pays for everything. I don't know. And that's, what that's what see. I was wondering. That's what I was like, wondering if that comment was kind of like, th- like hinting that something she else is has. going on. I bet you he's always at their house. Yeah. And he's always like picking up the tab for everything and like vacations are probably on her and all that shit. And they're probably like, okay, a deadbeat. I had this weird theory that they're the couple that they're just drunks. 
Like they're just <laughs> like, like every time we see them like making dinner and she's like tearing up about like how like somebody's upset. I was like, if you look at through the, the prism of they're just hammered, like, you know, those couples oh, yeah. that are just like when they get home, they just start drinking together and they're not like, yep. they're just like chill. But I was like, if you look at it and go like, these guys are hammered, it, it reads in a completely different scenario, you know, <laughs> like it makes sense. I, I mean, their kids are grown, so it's not like they're taking care of infants or they really have like their kids are pretty independent. It's not like they, they can be drunk all day, I guess. I mean, but by the way, like when you're, I mean, I, I remember like there was like a year where I would like get home from work and I'd be like, yeah, I can make a spritzer. I'm an adult, you know? And then I was just, what'd you say? I said, that is me now. Yeah, you guys follow her on her stories. You see, she has like the big mason jar and sometimes she'll say it's water, but then sometimes it's probably wine. Oh, yeah. oh is water, it? right. Now. Yeah. I mean, and, she'll put, and she puts a lemon in it usually and there's a fancy straw. Yeah, exactly. Fancy straw. <laughs> Um, so anything new with the, uh, Instagram, you keep growing, you keep, uh, any, any interactions with any Bravo lebs or anything late, lately? Um, not too much lately. I feel like I've been like during the day, it's really hard for me to be on Instagram a lot. So it's mostly just nights and weekends now, but I will say that people, have recently started caring about my personal life a lot yes. more. Oh, than- I, I, I am very, <laughs> I am very see, but that's where, that's what I was going to say. Like keep hit. I mean, it's going to suck for your personal life, but keep hitting that personal life because like my friend Lucy, uh, the account Lucy on the ground, she does that too. And I, I really enjoy almost when Bravo's boring. Like I almost like following your life better than I like, because I'm like, I know Bravo, like the back of my hand, but what I don't, what I don't know is you trying to date that fascinates me. It was like, I posted just like that one part where he asked me to go on a hike. And that was the only thing I was going to post and just be like, oh, like, ew, hiking. And that turned into this insanity. Like the day after the date, I woke up and I had like over a thousand DMs just in the request section. Are you kidding me? Uh, no. And oh my God. It insane well you guys what she's referring to is that she posted that she was on one of the dating sites and she agreed to go on a date with this guy but the guy kept like pushing a hike and like the guy kept pushing a hike and she said and she was like uh i don't know how to break into this guy but i hate hiking why can't we just like watch tv and the guy was like don't worry i'll take you on an easy path da 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 and you finally i got think agreed to go get a drink or coffee with him or something right yeah we went to happy hour. Okay, but this is where I'm boggled, though. When you get there, see, this is what I did. I, this is why I wanted to talk to you is that the guy was anti-mask, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And, like, there was, like, another thing that was kind of, like, some kind of, I was like, well, this guy just, but it still seemed like you were giving him a real shot even after the anti-mask part. I felt bad. I mean, the anti-mask thing happened the second we sat down. So I got there a little bit before him. Like, I ordered a glass of wine. And he came, he sat down and took his mask off and immediately was like, can you believe we have to fucking wear these things? Like, I would even, like, just even if I believed in not wearing masks, around somebody new, I would let them bring it up or, like, wait right. to see. And especially if it's a woman, women are smarter and more caring. So you would figure, don't say something mean about wearing masks because this person, you know, like, is probably nicer than I am. Right. And it was just right off the bat, too. It wasn't even like, hi, how are you? I hate wearing a mask. <laughs> it was like, I sat down, fuck this. And I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, 
obviously I don't enjoy wearing one. I was like, but I wear one all day. Um, and then it just kept going. And then he was like telling me the story about his brother and how his brother refused to wear a mask going to the supermarket. It's a patriot. And he was like, is that he was like, isn't that funny? They had to like kick my brother out. And he was like, I'm not wearing one. I was like, I would actually be so fucking horrified to share this story with anybody. Yeah, like, you I, should probably I, stop telling people this. I, but, but you know what? I w- w- that's what confused me though, because then she was posting things guys. She was like, well, he is cuter than I thought he would be. And I was like, if somebody's already masked, like, isn't like cute go out the window? Like, isn't it like, well, <laughs> I, out the window but i had so many people dming me being like give them a real chance what are people insane i know give them a real chance for what to like not wear masks around you yeah covid i know it was just i gotta say though i wasn't sure when you left the date i was like i think there's gonna be a second date like i i was like it seemed like you were kind of like it didn't read to me that you were like completely against this guy but i I was like I i too at the end that like weird kiss yeah wait wait yeah so did you did you guys do the kiss so he i was like okay my uber is gonna be here in two seconds and um we were i was just like walking up a little bit to meet it he's like oh i'll walk you i was like it's fine like and then i was kind of trapped and i could tell he was going like in to kiss me (laughs) and i just did not want to kiss him because he (laughs) Probably has Corona. And you should have put the mask on right at that point. Like, sorry, masks. So I kind of moved my head a little bit to like oh. where kiss my hair, I guess. It was just really uh. <laughs> And then did kind of a half hug. Like, you know, on um, 19, 19 Kids and Counting, they're like side hugs. You did a Duggar side hug. You did a Duggar side like hug. A Duggar side hug with a kiss of my hair. <laughs> And, and okay, my do you think he knew that didn't go well, or do you think he was like that? I fucking rocked it. I I, I got uh, a I got a hair kiss. Fuck yeah! Oh my nice. god, I I think he knew. I just, he probably was just like, wow, she's so like so um such a good girl. Wow, she's so yeah. sweet. Like she won't kiss on the first date. Meanwhile, I'll like literally have sex with you on the first date. <laughs> so I don't like that's not me. <laughs> Like, I just didn't like him. <laughs> Literally, that's not me. I'll have sex on the first day. Like, <laughs> I, let alone kiss. And I mean, it, he was probably like, wow, finally, a girl who, like, really Finally, just... somebody to take home to mom. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, well, I, I once, uh, well, like, I was in a really long relationship for a long time. And I remember the first date I went on afterwards, I was, like, a complete basket case about I, I i'm just like i'm not what you i mean i think everybody knows i'm not what you consider a man's man so i was really nervous about it <laughs> and when i was like i you know coming back into it i didn't know if you're supposed to pick people up if and my friends were like no you can just meet uber there it's fine and i was house sitting for this guy and the uh the girl that i was dating lived on the same street as the house i was house sitting for and so but we were like oh we'll, we'll meet there uber wise and then <laughs> after the date, like it was fine. It was a great thing. But then I was like, cool. I made it through the date. Here we go. And, and, and then, and then I was like, oh, well, and she's like, oh, where, where are you, uh, where are you at? And I was like, I'm actually on your street. Like I was hoping not to tell her that. And she was like, well, that's weird. We could have just gone together. I was like, oh yeah. But I was listening to my friends. It's, I, I didn't explain that. She was like, well, let me drive you home. And I was like, oh no, I, I just, because in my head I had pictured the date 
ending at the restaurant. Not right. like I hadn't emotionally prepared. You for... weren't prepared for that. No, right? like not at all. So we're driving around and uh, we're driving back. And in my head, she's like talking, but I'm not even listening. I'm just kind of like, okay, what do I do? And like, you know, if I kiss somebody, it's usually I go to my right. And now I'm in the left. I'm in the right hand seat. So I'd go to my left and I don't know what to do. And we pull up to the house and she's like, wow, this is so close. And I, I'm not even listening. I'm just trying to get out of the car. Like I literally like just shut my brain down and it won't. And I'm like, I'm jamming the, and I'm like, it, it, I go, it's, it's, it won't open. She goes, it's locked. And I go, <laughs> and I go, I go unlock, unlock. I go unlock. I'm like, unlock. Com- I completely, I mean, I'm just like, it's the most, it's not even like, it's so sad. Like, it's like, what a pussy. And then I, she's like, and she's saying, like, I remember this after I got into the house. She she was saying, hey, I really had a good time. Can Let's do this again. Like, But I don't even hear it. And you're like, I'll lock the goddamn I don't, I'm like, give me the fuck out of here. And I run in. I remember running in and I just hop on the couch. And I'm just like, I literally took a blanket and put it over me. I was so, I was so, and then, and then 15 minutes go by. And then I'm like, wait a sec. I think she said, let's do this again. I think she said, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, you didn't even listen. Like, you literally, she was saying she had a good, and I go, hey, so sorry. Can we act like that part didn't happen? And, like, could we, and she was like, yeah, I was like, let's totally, and, but it was like, I just, I short-circuited. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't, and I, I, went, I didn't even try. Like, I didn't even try for the kiss, because I just, I couldn't visualize it, you know? Right. No, no. that, I, I get that. I don't like unplanned things like that if he had offered to like take an uber with me home or something i would have probably started hyperventilating and i don't like that i need to be ready like i always look up the menu when i know what restaurant we're going to i need to be prepared always in dating situations yeah it looks like you guys like had like a nice hummus plate or something like that yeah we got like that i forget a little we got. i'm shocked you didn't get corona from him to be honest um you know. and then i had more <laughs> i drank more so is this but wasn't this like the first date back in a while like in a in a little bit or are you constantly or consistently dating i this summer i would say i dated a little bit um nothing crazy just because you could be outside for everything and whatnot um a lot of my people have been repeats recently (laughs) you know going in like the archives hey what's up bud (laughs) instead of like new people he was probably the first new one in a while so he's not going to go into the rotation no he's done now what would it take to get like what would it take to get the other guys out of the rotation and and be a solo dating situation what what are you do you think about that like somebody told me you got to write down on a paper your what you're looking for and what you're not looking for and i was like gee i'm not gonna do that like do you do you ever do that I would have such a long list of what I'm not looking for I would never even make it to the other one but like the one guy person I hook up with the most he's just so dumb I don't think I could ever date him seriously so he's just like fun to hang out with watch, <laughs> I make him watch Bravo we, okay, we got so, a big so fight we, on election night so we're like, still coming back from that <laughs> oh he was like he was a he was a trumper so he said he wasn't, but we got a huge fight 
And then I like stormed out of there. And then he texted me. He's like, I voted for Biden. I was like, shut the fuck up. No, you <laughs> <laughs> I managed to like not watch any election coverage for the first like for Tuesday. And then I broke like the seal like Wednesday at 5 p.m. And then I just couldn't I just couldn't step away from the TV at that point. I just feel like I was so on edge already oh. about it. It was like a dream state. And then he said something and I felt myself and I was like, you know what? I normally don't engage in these conversations, especially if I know what they're saying is total opposite of what I'm saying. And there's no reason to engage really because you're not going to change my mind and I'm probably not going to change your mind. And it was just, oh my God, we were watching One Tree Hill and it was like a whole One Tree Hill episode, the fight. (laughs) Wait, this guy's watching One Tree Hill with you? Hey, don't let this guy go. Like, I don't even, like, I don't even watch One Tree Hill. Like, I don't even, that, you're watching One Tree Hill reruns with this guy. Well, wait, sometimes you'll post a guy, and I wonder if that's one of the guys you're it's dating. Him. Yeah, okay, it's one of them. But then doesn't he get pissed when you post about dating stories? I don't care. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I See, I would be like, oh, well, she doesn't, uh, see, I, I gotta, I, there's gotta be a book written about this stuff. Well, he got, like, rules. blackout the other weekend, and told me that I have no emotion and that I don't nice. act a certain way toward him. And I was is that, just like, okay. Is that hot? Is that hot when somebody bags on you and says what you don't do? Oh, <laughs> it's so hot. And then I was like, you know what? I, and then the night we got in the fight about like politics, I texted him back like after that night and I was like, see, you wanted fucking emotion. There you go. Like, <laughs> He's like, come over right now. Um, <laughs> Uh, so anyways, basically, I think I vo- I know it's personally probably not going to help you, but I vote you go more personal with the insert. I think it evolves into that. I think I that's know. the highest compliment is it just means you're interesting. I know. I think I should. And, you know, I had so many people who are like my age, like around like 30 years old, who are also like single and dating. And they were just like, it, it's so relatable. They're yeah. You know exactly well, how you feel. And it's what kind of a better story because I sat there. I sat there and I was literally thinking about your day. I mean, which is like, it was kind of like a Bravo show with more plot. Like I was like, Oh, I wonder what's it's better than the season of Southern charm and OC, you know? Um, Thank you. So I'm like, you know what? It's funny. It's whatever. And I'll keep going with it. But then yesterday she uh, put a a swipe up to the coat she was wearing. And I was like, well, this is garbage. I'm never going to buy this coat. So I don't need like that stuff. I just skipped through, but you know. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel because like, I don't want to be an account that's like promoting shit like that. But if so many people are asking me like where I got something, I'm just like, you know what? Instead of telling this same fucking thing message 18 billion times, I'll just post a thing. Yeah. So that, it's just easier, but I like want people to know. And I try to write it. I'm like, I'm not getting like paid for this. It's because everyone's asking yeah. me, Here you go. Like, I don't well, want to be one of those. Like, well, that's like, it's, it's good being a guy. Cause like no other guys are asking me where I got my Countess Luann shirt, you know, like, <laughs> Hey bro, where'd you get that sweet Countess Luann shirt? Uh, okay. Back to, okay. So Southern charm. What do you think of John Pringle hot or not? Okay. So I'm, so conflicted on this because the first time we met him i was like wow he's really hot he was and in a fucking stupid tux that's the first time we met him how was he like all the girls were like throwing their panties at him and i don't make i don't understand I don't, don't know what it was but then the next week i didn't think he was hot 
And then you're back to the, hot. Then last week he had a hat on and I thought he looked hot. Oh, I figured you're like, and then he wastedly took his shirt off and rode the bull and he was hot. He did have a nice body too. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I think he's one of those people where like with a hat on and shit like that, they look hot. And then there's just you better other... say with like a bag over his head. He looks hot. I, know, He's I like... don't know how to describe. I know be- like burlap sack over his head. Really hot. <laughs> like... <laughs> you guys, if you put this guy in a full hazmat suit, this guy's hot. As... This guy's know, Brad Pitt hot. Explain it. Like, there's sometimes where I'm like, no. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I made a post saying like John Pringle is not good looking period. And then a lot of people sent in like what they thought John Pringle looks like. And I did like a whole story highlight of this. And like in, in the message section, like everybody just was like, he's good looking. No, he's not good looking. He's not good looking. And then, so this is big news. You guys, uh, I just got done working out a bit ago and John Pringle, uh, slid into my DMS and he was like, yeah. And he commented on the one where I said he looked like Perez Hilton and he goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, he goes, he goes, well, this was quite a ride. And I go, I go, Ooh. I was like, no. And then I see that he actually looked at the post and he had commented on the post. And I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. Cause I like to think of these people as like not real. Like, so like it's, they'll never see it. Yeah. Right? Like I like, I'm like, Hey, you know, everything's fair game. And, uh, so I wrote, so he was in my DMS. Cause you know, like that thing, like you'll have your DMS and then you have to go to the, like, what is it? Like the junk mail or something like that, or the people that yeah. you have to accept. And I, I was like, Oh, please don't be in that. And then he was like the first one in the, 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 oh, and I God. was like, fuck. That's so amazing. I wrote, I just wrote like, Hey man, thanks for being a good sport about this. Um, in your defense, I had a lot of girls and guys say that you were good looking. So who knows? Right. Like, and, uh, he goes, yeah, I know what I signed up for. Anyways, keep up the good. He was like really nice. He was really nice. I was going to say, I feel like to some extent they like, know what they yeah. signed up for. And obviously if you're hot or not, that's going to be a big topic. No. <laughs> and I had to, I literally was like seconds away from going like, well, at least you didn't rape anybody like Thomas. And, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I better not just in case that gets, comes back to haunt me, you know? Um, He'll be like, just wait. Season, yeah, he goes, he goes, you're not going to like the next couple episodes, buddy. Um, <laughs> So I was, yeah. Has anybody ever, any Bravo Lebs gotten into your DMs and like messed with you or like said quit? There was like one that I was pretty mortified about with um, Megan King. Edmonds? Edmonds. Oh, Detective Megan King Edmonds. Yes. Where I wrote something about like worst Bravo husbands or something. And I had Jim, obviously. And I said that I wished he like had genital herpes and it flared up every time he tried to go on a date and and then I wrote something about her and it was like, <laughs> you know, Jim is awful, but I'm sure Megan was like really difficult to live with. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she messaged me was like, yeah, I am really difficult to live with. <laughs> Wait, did you tag her in it? No. So she's like searching. She, I hate the ones that search stuff out. I know. So she and she just said to me, yeah, you know, I can be really difficult to live with, but he sucks or something like that. And I was like, I'm just kidding. I was like, I'm really difficult to live with too. <laughs> like that's, the, that's what I told. I go, John. I just so you know, I'm I'm completely ugly. So I, <laughs> I I don't think you know. Like, and I've managed to live my life. You know, like I didn't know what to say. Like, I was just like, well, I know. I'm kind I of like, like Quasimodo. So. And Brandy said something about to me about her daughter once, like while Dallas was still airing. Wait, the, I, wait, the daughter that makes fun of her. Yeah, but like really, I love that. Daughter. I love that daughter. That's always like, you suck, mom. 
I know. So I said something about her. It wasn't even that bad because, like, she's a child, obviously. It was just, so, like, I made a comment about how that was a girl in my class. Like, I'd be emailing mom every day or something yeah. like that. Or that if I ever spoke to my mom like that, I would have the wooden spoon. My mom's Italian, like, literally across my face. And she saw that and she dm'd me and she was like she's a really sweet girl <laughs> she just puts it on for the cameras she just and then we got into this whole conversation about how like we can't believe she's going to middle school next year <laughs> like all this stuff yeah it's weird like it's like and people have warned me like hey don't um don't try to interact with anybody from 90 day fiance because they'll literally keep dming you once you start a friendship like i don't know if you watch 90 day fiance yeah, at all but it's really thirsty i can see that it's like you know they're like be careful what you wish for like you know you don't want to like really be friends with any of these people i have to say like i love watching that show i would rather drink bleach than have a conversation with anybody or befriend anybody from that show oh it's like a bad news bears situation like there's nothing that good can come out like even no. the people that are actually having real relationships with them we see how painful that is so why would you ever want to be a fan of any of these people yeah, you know I, I i'll watch from afar That's are you watching <laughs> welcome to plathville on tlc no you gotta try it it's the, the it's they're one episode into the second season but it's about this family that was raised without any kind of like social media tv video games and then two of the kids have broken off now and one is like a hot dude that's 19 that's getting into like you know quote-unquote modeling and stepping away from the family but he has like this huge gay following and people are like thirsting over him it's really <laughs> it's really weirdly it's like it's like the duggars on steroids it's like oh, it's okay. super weird oh i need to watch that um okay so john pringle could be hot in certain areas you think but also we'll get into that there's like a drinking scene where i thought he was super creepy and i was gonna say i was not yeah at all at that part if somebody came up to you and was like you like justin bieber i don't would you be down with that no i'd be like okay bye (laughs) (laughs) so episode three is called a pair and a spare and I got to tell you, Craig now is doing the narration at the beginning instead of Cameron. And I think he's horrible at it. What do you think? I think it's so clear that he's reading off of yes. something. He goes, and then once again, Shep has a dog that he takes care of. Like, it's weird. It's like it's like he's sounding <laughs> I, out the words. Right. Like, Cameron, like, I'm sure she was reading off of something as well. But she was just more fluent in her voice. And, like, such a teacher thing to say. Flu- reading fluency. No, but, like, it's phonetics. Know- Right, like she just sounded like she was just talking without reading off of something, and that, and he is just, and then he, it's like yes. trying to teach the first grade or how to read. We point at each word and they say it one at a time. <laughs> well, you can hear that they, if you listen closely, and I just do it because I, I edit the podcast, is that you can hear that his narration is pasted together. They're like, okay, we got those three words, moving on. You know, like it's <laughs> so like, like really weird. Really, and a half hours. Yes, like. And he's like, and I that think Shep would have been a better narrator. I think Shep can be directed. I don't think Craig can. I do too. But I think that Craig is such a fan favorite that they put him in that um, role. But I think that Shep could have done more of like a Cameron job on it where he sounded more authentic and didn't sound like a robot. But I think, I think everyone loves Craig and that's why they had him do it. I have a request. I think they should give it to Michael the Butler. Because he's so outside, he's outside of that whole group. So it would be kind of funny to have Michael the Butler narrating the show a little bit. Right. 
It's like Kristen Bell on Gossip Girl narrating. Like we Ex- don't ever exactly yes. Like yes. you wouldn't want Serena narrating or Blair. You want yeah. You want somebody from the outside. And Cameron kind of works because she kind of skirted that line of not, she didn't really do anything, so it was fine to have her like give she her. She was opinions. like the voice of reason too. She was kind of yeah the one who mommed everyone. Um, so we start the show and it's that normal Bravo thing that we go to Leva's house. We see John hanging a pic of his kids. He's in the same jean jacket. He's wore all three episodes. Now <laughs> we see Madison folding clothes. We see Whitney, um, uh, pulling out a painting of a dog with Butler, Michael and Patricia that Patricia bought, which is just a weird painting. I know. Um, it- so you have Craig and Shep and remember or Craig and Austin reminder, you guys, Craig and Austin are now living together and Craig, uh, Austin's like, Craig, I found your toenail clippers. You accused me of using. And he's telling Craig, you got to clean up your shoes and your glasses. Um, and it's like that whole little odd couple scenario that two guys living together. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then this is kind of a bro thing. Cause last week you had the episode where Austin did his, uh, you know, Catalina wine mixer with his trop hop beer. <laughs> and Craig's like, I drank 30 of your beers. It was really good. And if you drink 30 of any, like once you drink five of something, anything starts tasting good, you know? Especially beer. Too. But I feel like with beer, that would make you just so full. Like the thought of drinking that much beer makes me like physically sick. Yeah. It's just like, I, you just see a lot of pastiness and puffiness in their future, you know? <laughs> um, but Austin says, you know, hey, it couldn't have gone better. I'm really starting to feel myself. And Craig goes, hey, you're the only person who can get in the way of you. You need to prioritize, which is just hysterical coming from Craig. I was going to say that's rich. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what I like. I love the people that like are like a mess with this specific thing, yet they can tell you like, don't get in your own way, man. Like I'm at the top of the, the food chain and it's it's nice up here. The, the air is rare. Well, meanwhile, he just got his shit together like not even a full season ago if even he's living in austin's house because there's full asbestos in his house like there's he's oh, not I know. nothing and then together his assistant's calling him at 11 a.m and he just woke up <laughs> she's <laughs> like um you have shit to do dude hot guys always get away with so like hot guys go through life like they literally nobody's really gonna yell at craig for waking up at 11 like the assistant's gonna gently suggest like hey this isn't conducive to this business but if you're an ugly dude that lady would be like get the fuck up you're ruining everything like you're an asshole you know (laughs) um so uh (laughs) craig goes hey tonight we should go bar hopping to celebrate like why would you go bar hopping to celebrate the 18 beers you drank the i mean i it's like, I, know. I thought you just did that. You were celebrating celebrate while the half of your profit. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, this was funny. I'd never heard about this. Did you hear of, uh, um, what is it? Mysterious. Uh, uh did you ever hear oh, of Mary? Mary? Yeah. Mysterious alcohol, alcohol related injury. Have you ever heard of that? I, that was the first time I've ever heard that saying. I love that. Mary. It almost made me wish I was younger and that we could actually go out to bars so I could use that somewhere, you know? I know, right? I mean, like, I'm 30 years old. If I have a Mary at the bar, like, I'm probably at the hospital. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, Craig has many Marys into his I... 30s. Like, that's like a, it's like a normal thing for Craig. Um, so uh, we go over to Catherine's place, and there's just shit everywhere because they're they're fixing the place up. Madison comes over, and she's like, oh, my goodness, what the hell's going on? What do you think of Madison? Uh, I don't know. I kind of feel – I didn't like her last season. Yeah. But I mean, we really only saw her from like Shep and Austin's point of view 
like we hadn't seen her own backstory or anything like that yet. We just saw what they said about her. I felt really bad when she said the chlamydia thing. I thought that was a really shitty thing to do. And you're talking about when uh, she told Danny that she knew that Shep had given her chlamydia. Right. Because at the end of the day, yeah, you're, you were pissed at Shep, but you just kind of like threw her under the bus as well. I know. Imagine, I, imagine just sitting at a place and all of a sudden you're just sitting listening and all of a sudden you get pulled into a fight and go, that person has herpes and it came from that dude and we all know it. Like, that would be crazy. I would, oh my God, I'd be so mortified. That probably has happened to me and I just didn't remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, she gave you. <laughs> but isn't there some like, wild fact that like 60% of people have some kind of STD? Yeah, it's like one in every three people or something like that. So there, everybody. I know, right? So there, there was like five people in the room. One of them had to have one. I know. I mean, <laughs> there's like. The statistic true. So. I mean, it's like. Do you ever wonder that, like, if you see, that's what I, I really want heaven to exist. So you can like, there's got to be some kind of heaven machine when you get there where you can be like, who in my friends had chlamydia? And you could like look up facts and like the heaven machine has to tell you like there's no lies. Right. I would I'd, love that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> Otherwise, we're never going to find out the truth about anything. Um, exactly. Sure, so many of my friends have had it, and I just don't know. <laughs> Catherine, hey, feel free uh, to name them here if you want. That'd be good for my <laughs> podcast ratings. Um, Catherine is going through her books. I noticed she had as a uh, looked like a nice copy of Bambi, which I thought was funny because uh, it's Catherine. Uh, but she wants to do that thing where she colorizes her bookshelves, like the blue books with the blue and the red with the red, you know, which is a popular thing I see on Instagram now. Oh, she's uh, just so trendy. <laughs> yeah, so. She says it's hard to be in this condo because these are the where she had the last memories of her mom. Her mom was in this house and she took care of her. And, you know, there's nothing funny here. Every day is learning what it's like to live without your family, uh, living with T Thomas while this is all going on. And she's like, well, we're not back together, but maybe he's the father of my child. He's always going to be the, in the back of my head. And this is where Catherine, I have a total disconnect from her. Thomas is not a prize. I do not know where this has come from. Neither do I. I don't understand. And I feel like with everything that's gone on between them, how could you still even like have a tiny percentage of you that wants to get back together with him one day? And we see something really bad happen at the end of this episode. But even before that, I was and it now makes me realize that they planned on using Thomas a lot this season, I think. And then whatever, you know, we'll get to what happens at the end of this episode. But I think after that happened, they realized, oh, we're really not going to use him. So when I thought right. Southern Charm made like a really smart decision, I realized, oh, they were going to still have him on a lot. And they were using him as a potential Catherine and Thomas getting back together uh, plot line. I am so happy that's not going to happen. I really was shocked to see him in the premiere that kind of shook me a little bit when he walked in. It's like, what the fuck was it? Wasn't he fired? Yeah, he fired? I, I, I was. And I was like, why would you? And it looked like they were like showing him off. Like he like even the show was like thinking of him as a prize. And I'm like, you guys like him and his moose knuckle white jeans. Like, I do not need to see this. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I just have, you know, uh, I just saw she threw up a little bit, Jennifer. I just saw her <laughs> gulp. Um, so the. Uh, the new scene, we have Shep and Danny, the one he allegedly possibly gave chlamydia to. Uh, they have a, they're at this cool dog bar where dogs can run around and they can drink. And he's talking about being domesticated because of his new girlfriend. And her name is Taylor. What did you think of Taylor meeting her? Um, she seems really sweet. She's kind of like what you I think of when I 
think of a southern sorority girl kind of thing like that's like she fits that like image of that but she does seem um, kind of cool but i i was kind of creeped out but like that they hadn't defined their relationship that's like what i kind of yeah like i mean like she didn't seem like she was like in it like into him for like the celebrity of it but then i was like well then why would you be with him you know People like that, I always wonder, where you're really cute, you're obviously, like, she seems cool and, like, down to earth and whatnot, and she's really pretty, she seems fun, and it's like, why are you, you could probably have your pick of the litter, but here you are with this 40-year-old, <laughs> like... She, I mean, she looks crazy. extremely young, like, I mean, really... She does, that kind of creeps me out, too. She looks like she's 16 years old. Well, I was just, I, like I said, I don't know tons about dating and all that stuff, but the fact that they hadn't defined their relationship yet, she was like basically living with him. What's the deal on like, is like, aren't there rules on that? Like, why would she not want it defined or why? I don't, I don't understand like how somebody just puts up with not being defined. I know. I mean, I am like the worst with this. I basically am a guy like, so you never want it defined. You're like, no, we're friends. So I no, I don't mind defining, but I never <laughs> want to be the one to bring it up. I will never initiate that conversation. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, the guy that I keep like on the back burner now, the, when we first started dating, like four years ago when I first met him, we dated for like eight months. And finally he was like, are you my girlfriend? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> <laughs> and then he like stopped like seeing me because he was like, this has been a huge waste of my time. <laughs> He goes, I really wish I would have asked this four months ago. Um, and like, I don't know. I always think that, I mean, but it's just like how I am. I'm uncomfortable being the one initiating that unless I'm 100% positive you want the same thing I want. But I see like I do and like being older myself, I think you get further out into the woods where you're kind of like, like when you're younger, you're like easily like you'll get into a relationship like, but then we have all of our baggage that just keeps adding up. So right. like it's, you're not rushing to like define anything because you're like scared as hell from the last time. And you know that there's a good percentage. This won't work out. And like, right, you're, like <laughs> yeah, like you're like almost, you're like, well, just so you know, I'm basically ruined in a lot of ways. So if you had, <laughs> if you had met me when you're 17, like this would have been amazing, you know, we like married. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically D- uh, Shep and Danny are meeting and he pretty much just says, Hey, I'm seeing a therapist. I'm working on myself and I want to apologize and thank you so much for sticking by me, which I thought was, I guess, big of somebody that's told people, you know, she has chlamydia, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, you know, I do got to say like Danny seemed like, Oh, what a, and this is where I think girls really mess up is that she seemed like easily like, oh, that's all I wanted was an apology, you know? Like, wouldn't you just be like, I think it's best I don't see or hang out with Shep for the rest of my life? Yeah, I'd be like, um, fuck you. And that would take, I, if I had mutual friends with somebody like that, where you know you're going to be in the same social scene and things like that, I would keep it civil, but you would never see me hanging out one-on-one with that person ever again. No, because if you did, like, what? When they saw this scene, all their friends going like, I mean, all the people that know them are going like, that's brave of her to hang out with the guy that gave her chlamydia, you know, and <laughs> told all of us. True hero. Yeah, that's that's hashtag hero. Um, but uh, Shep lets her know that, you know, he's seen a therapist now, but he's always with with Taylor, his new girlfriend. He's like, what if I I'm always looking over my shoulder? What if I meet somebody else? And she's like, don't you think everybody's thinking that or that's what his therapist told him? 
And I guess I think it probably doesn't help that Shep is kind of has access to a lot more girls because of this show. So he always right. is like thinking that he could possibly something better could come along. The grass is always greener. That's what he that's, that's his mindset. That's what I like. But don't like you kind of want don't you wonder like what what who is the person that's going to knock me on my ass? I don't mean like like violently. I mean like in love, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's always someone that like you can't have to or is not into yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like this time. I know. I wonder, like, if she played a little hard to get maybe with him because she. I'm. But that's so I'm fucked sure up. She watched the show. It's not like she had no idea who no, he was. She's the age range that would watch that. It's it's either them or people like me. Just creepy. Right. <laughs> um. Uh. But like, I was talking with my friend about this too. Is that she said uh, we were talking about relationships and like some guys like with her it would be like they they can't accept that it's like that some people just aren't like mentally you're just not attracted to some people but it doesn't mean you don't love them and some friendships are actually better than romantic relationships and you'll actually be friends and in each other's lives longer but some people can't take that they they're like no we must be together and if not it ruins everything and i think that's like well then you're asking not to have a relationship with me for the rest of my life because most romantic relationships don't work right i mean and that's like what i have with my little friend over there like I'm sure he you, loves being called little friend. My little friend. Oh my like little he friend. said to me before, like, have you ever thought about us like dating? And I'm like, yeah, of course I have. Like we hang out a lot. We like hook up. But I'm like, our friendship is so good now. It would suck to ruin it. It really would. But see, that's that I know. And I'm like, but see, that's why movies have poisoned me. Cause you say that. And I'm like, yeah, but then one night you're going to be drunk and you're going to be like, I miss little guy. I wish he was here right now. And then like, you're going to call and then like, you're going to run rain, on the New York streets. Like, we're both running to each other. Yes. I mean, it, it could happen on New Year's, like when Harry met Sally. Uh, oh my God. No, I'd sooner die before I dated him, like seriously. But I would. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows that. Yeah, and, he, and I've told him multiple times. I told him that I'd rather swallow glass than be his girlfriend. But isn't, but isn't that like he's still sticking? It's like he's hanging in there. So there is like a shot, you know? I love that I'm trying to like encourage his delusions. Um, <laughs> Uh, so the next thing we, we, Leva and the kids and we meet Leva's mom and remember Leva is the new character that they're there. She's been on as uh, Cameron's friend in the past, but, um, she's Persian and her mom, uh, they're going to invite all of the friends, the girls over for a big Persian dinner and, uh, to, to let all the people in the deep South know what she is about, you know? And it's it's called Mamuni. I think it's a Mamuni party. And, the mom's going to cook and the drinks and, and everything. They're going to go all out. And she says, we get inspiration out of getting to know other people. And I, I mean, I, I agree with that. I really like her a lot. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is I feel super bad because she bragged about all the restaurants and bars she owns and runs. And I'm like, well, you're about to have the worst year of your life. You know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> your life's about to suck. Yeah. And like, and I, we we're going to see a part of it because I, I, but nobody planned on Corona happening. So it was like, she was, it sounded like she, her and her family were really sitting pretty with all the bars and restaurants in Charleston. So, um, yeah. I love when they talk about, she's like saying how she's going to have to fire a lot of people, which I'm sure sucks. And I know. Uh, but I love the one, uh, restaurant she owns Republic. They talk about later and they all like, Catherine's like, yeah, like when I was 19, that was where I would get snuck into. And, and Leva was like, yeah, 
I actually told the bouncer to watch you because two older guys, which was like Thomas and like, we're trying to be all over you. Thomas and Chef. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but also she, she, her son, she doesn't want her son feel like he's growing up in a place where he's a novelty. And I thought that was a really interesting comment. Um, now we're in a new scene with John Pringle and his twin, twin best friend, Bella. It's, is that his sister or just his twin best friend? Okay, I didn't, I couldn't tell. They're like twins, like a year apart or something. Is that what that means? Yeah, Irish twins means like you're a year or less apart in age. Like your parents had you and then immediately got pregnant again. (laughs) Because let's okay, we gotta, we gotta do this again. This didn't work. Let's do this immediately. Um, (laughs) So, and, and John lets us know his boys are the greatest things that have ever happened to him. His boys are named Quinn and Asher. Uh, He FaceTimes them. Um, uh, Asher is, calls him a butthole. And I thought, I, I was like, I like that kid. That kid's right on. Um, Heidi's his ex-wife. And he says, we're, we're much better as friends, but the hardest thing is being away from the kids. Uh, and they're going to come out soon and he's going to show them all around Charleston. Excited to have that be a part of their lives. Uh, we also find out he doesn't like dating, but he likes being in love because that's the best. And I get that. Like, dating sucks, but, like, once you're in love, that's kind of fun, you know? Right. Got to get through all that annoying dating to get there. But but is that a man being a pussy or is that, like, all right as a man to think? Or is that a man being a child? No, I like that. I th- I agree. I feel like dating is the fucking worst. And But you have to just get through it and, like, weed out all the ones that you don't like and – it's awful. Is there, what's I, the best dating yeah. app? What's the like one that you have the the most success on? Um, I like Bumble the most. That's where the girls choose, right? Yeah, and they like message first. But um, I don't know. It's Any been, luck on Plenty of Fish or uh, Farmers Only? I've never been on those. I've never gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've just done that in Hinge. Like I don't do Tinder. What's wait now? Like what's that. what's the uh, premise of Hinge? How's that different than the other ones? It's like the same shit. It's really oh, okay. No, do you, but, but like, do, see so many of the same people. Yeah. That's what I'm both. saying. Like, does everybody have all accounts? I know. Probably. I just have those two. Like just, I have two. But, um, well, like, cause like sometimes like some people are better on Twitter than they are on Instagram. Is it like that with dating apps where you're like, Oh, this guy's profile is way better on Bumble than it is on hinge. Yeah. Like hinge makes you like answer these like questions. Bumble lets you keep your thing empty if you want, which I've kept it that way. Now I'm going to add, like, I hate hiking. But, like, I, um... <laughs> but the thing is, I don't like all that, like, corny stuff. Like, I don't, like, I'm looking at it right now, and it makes you say, like, never have I ever. And you have to, like, put something. Oh, my God, Jennifer, have like, you been, I, have you been I'm swiping not... this whole interview? Have you been, you've been bumbling this whole <laughs> no, interview? I just look now to look to see what the difference uh, was. That would be funny if you actually fell in love during this interview uh, with somebody on Bumble. Oh, my uh, God. Wait, so on Bumble, then the girl has to reach out first, right? Yeah. And then you guys, how many, uh, somebody had told me that they have, like, a three bubble, like, a three-sentence thing. Like, I'll, I won't get into a big conversation with you. I want to meet you before. Like, if you start texting too much, it ruins. I hate that. Is that yeah. true? Okay. I look. I mean, I honestly don't have the attention span to talk to you for two weeks and like never me. Like, I'll just lose interest. It, I, <laughs> it's like horrible. Has it's, anyway, has any guy ever been like, why don't you like me? Like, or I feel like you're pulling away. 
So one guy said something to me once because we've been talking for like a week and a half. That's like a, that's like a year. Oh, I know. Yeah. We might as well have just like gotten married right then and there. <laughs> and he like said something to me. And I like asked him to hang out that weekend. And he was like, oh, yeah, like I'll let you know, like maybe Sunday. And then he said again, like later, oh, I don't know, like maybe sometime next week now. My weekend's busy. And I just said to him, was like, look, honestly, I'm not into this like pen pal thing where we just like talk back and forth for a couple of weeks. I was like, I either need to like hang out or I'm done. And he just never answered. Oh, my God. I wanted to do a dramatic reading of those texts. That, that would be a great podcast segment. But that, by the way, you guys, that's what it, the, the date we were talking about earlier. I was really impressed how you because uh, you said, hey, you ended up texting him. You said, hey. Cause you talked about possibly meeting up and just like, Hey, I'm going to pass on that. I don't really feel a romantic connection, but thanks so much. And I wish you the best, the best. It was really professional. Like Thank I could, you. I couldn't do that. Like that would, I would be so worked. Like I'm just not emotionally, like it would really freak me out to have to like write that. It gives me anxiety when I do it, but then I always feel so much better afterward. And then also it's like, if I tried to ghost him or something, who knows how long he would keep going. Me. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to deal with that either. And like I've been ghosted before, and it sucks. And, and ghosting is the like, but is ghosting the one, but isn't ghosting where you show up and they see you and then they leave? I know ghosting is like you, like talk and text oh, a lot, and then all of a sudden, out, and then all of a sudden you just fall off the earth. <laughs> like that's so. In my head, I always like there. That's only happened one time with me, but like in my head, she died. Like in my head, yeah. I'm like, she could, I think she might've died. Like, like she you know, actually might be dead. She might be like, cause yeah, I was like, no. there was nothing bad. Like we weren't even in, like, I thought we were like, there wasn't anything romantic really, but I'm like, I think she might be dead because there's like nothing bad ever happened, you know? And like, I've been ghosted before and it's, it's annoying. I mean, I've never like continued to text them. Like after they don't answer my initial text, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm getting ghosted. I'm not going to text them every day and be like, hi, you didn't answer. Blah, blah, blah. But then, um, <laughs> day 47. What's up, dude. But I feel like I've always like just respected that when someone will just text you. And it's like, usually you've only gone on one or two days yeah. at that point. Like you're going to get over it pretty immediate. But so it hardens you. It's like the war. You're like, you know, like right. six months into the war, you're like this again, you know, like you're just, you're emotionally more prepared for what's about to exactly. happen. Exactly. And I could just like copy and paste that text. I sent him and just send it to anyone. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So let's see. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, how, yeah. So Heidi, John Pringle, he doesn't like dating, likes love, uh, but he also talks about Madison. He's like, he shows his Irish twin a picture of Madison. He goes, there is this one girl, and he shows her a picture of Madison, which is just, this has to be pushed by the producers because Madison's with Austin. He only met her like two times. Like, I know. It's I, a little extra. Like, and the the Irish uh, twin goes, she's like, oh, you're in trouble, John. That's that's what you like, you know, bl type. blonde and dumb, you know. And uh, <laughs> so uh, now we're with Leva and Mona, her sister. They're driving and they're talking about uh, doing their house up like a Persian palace. Her sister, uh, Mona, is uh, a doctor. She moved back to practice medicine. Uh, and they're talking about Catherine. And they both kind of always have had suspicious, suspicions about Catherine. But they're like, hey, if Danny's friends with Catherine, that really says something. Because we like Danny, uh, except for that she got chlamydia from Shep. They didn't say that, but I think that's what they were. I mean, it is, it's the only that's bad thing about Danny. really thinking when you talk about Danny. That's <laughs> that's, 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 see, that's why it's bad what Shep did. Because now I'm never going to like mention Danny. I'm never not going to mention. Danny with chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> 
So they're, they are going to invite Catherine and they call her and they're like, Hey girl. Um, and then they just tell her, you know, she, Leva tells her, don't show up looking like Jasmine from Aladdin. And then Leva hangs up by saying, okay, I love you. I died at that when she was like, I don't know why I said said it. That is so like, I I've done that before. Like, I'm like, wait, did I say I love you? Like, it's it's funny because I feel like it's one thing to be like, love ya or like whatever, but I love you. (laughs) I, I, next time I'm going to do it, I'm going to pause for like five seconds and then go. I love you. And then, and then just yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so now we're at Madison's house. Uh, she's teaching her son, Hudson. Austin's coming over for a date. And this is, it reminded me, have you ever seen the movie Forrest Gump? Yeah. It's like at the, like Forrest Gump realizes he has a son and then he's like, can I watch TV with you, little Forrest? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, that was like Austin teaching uh, Madison's child. And I was like, this is so weird. Austin shouldn't be teaching weird. anybody, you know, and he's patting himself on the back for like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, five years ago, I would hate a girl with a kid and now I'm growing, you know? And I think they met online because he said he was like, I would have never swiped right on someone who had a kid. Swipe right is the successful part. Swipe left yeah. is bad. Okay. So, so I think that they met on like Bumble or something because he was like, I would never swiped right on someone with a kid. But it's funny because like I, we've known that Madison has a son, but I feel like even though I knew her and Austin were dating, for some reason, I just never pictured the kid in Austin ever like breathing the same air. Let alone. I mean, also, I have a feeling that kid will actually make a more successful beer than Austin, like in the next couple of years. Like he surpassed them both in like his elementary school homework anyway. Well, that's it. Like Madison does like Madison seems like she it's like she's taking care of another son in a way. Right. That's what I always feel is so weird with her. And like, I'm not trying to judge her because I'm not a mom. I don't know what I would be like if I was a single mom and dating. But it's so strange to me that her relationship with Austin has been so toxic but she keeps reintroduce like okay Austin and I broke up yeah and then comes back and it's like all this back and forth and her son's only like seven years old and like just watching all of this I feel like is very strange to me that you would do all of this when you know you have someone looking up to you and like this is his life too not just yours Oh, yeah, I can't imagine seeing somebody else kiss my mom as a kid. You know, I couldn't even imagine seeing my dad kiss my mom. And then I can't her cry over him. Oh, my God. And then, like, mom, like, are you all right? You know, like, oh, it'd be horrible. Madison. Madison. <laughs> <laughs> you know that kid's going to see the video of, of, of Austin trying to push down his boner in a three-way oh and gaslight. Ma- Madison, you're acting crazy. It's 730 in the morning, Madison. Oh my god, wait, the fact that you just said that. So one of the guys that like I hang out with thought gaslighting <laughs> thought gaslighting meant telling someone to drink more. Hey, I'm gonna do this shot, but I do not want you to call me a gaslighter, okay? I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's God. You really do know how to pick them. But um I, know. I was like, no, gaslighting's what I do to you when I tell you I don't want to date. <laughs> <laughs> so um Shep and, uh, Shep and Taylor and Austin and Madison are going, they're doing an actual double date and Shep and Taylor go to the restaurant. They're in first and Shep's like, well, hopefully this will be the nail in the coffin. And Taylor's like, are you going to bring up the, the, you know, the issues with you guys? And, you know, they, uh, they all get there and it's kind of awkward. Um, Austin and Madison kiss in front of them and Taylor's like, well, you can, you can tell they're very much in love. And then Shep go like, well, you guys don't like uh, kissing in public. And he goes, hey, if you give her a nibble, she'll eat the whole steak. 
Ew. That's the grossest thing to say about a like a woman better looking than you. Go, hey, if you give so if you give this girl a little piece of chef, she's gonna want the whole thing. You know, like ugh. And then I just hated to like Madison and Austin kiss. So then like Chef and Taylor had to immediately kiss yeah. too. And to be uh, like, yeah, we see we like each other too. Like <laughs> there was it I, all just <laughs> felt so forced. Yeah, I remember like twelve or thirteen years ago, I had dated this one girl. And like we wound up at the same tiny bar and she was with another guy. And so my friend who was a girl was with me. And then she was like, hey, okay, let's uh, we ended up having a fun off where we were trying to like show how much fun we were having. And (laughs) she was showing out and then we're like, ah, and then just got insane because we just kept trying to like amp it up each other. Oh, it was like so dumb. Um, So Austin asks, hey, are you guys an actual couple? And then uh, she goes, DTR, we haven't had the talk yet. I did not know what DTR meant. Define the relationship. Didn't know. I was like, DTR, is, is, a, is that like a, a disease? Do what not is resuscitate. It? I know. Yeah, it's like, is that like the shakes? I um, and then Shep goes, well, do you, do you want to have the talk? And Madison's like, I like to see, I like to see Shep squirm. And then he goes, we're dating. Thumbs up. Which is so weird. It's like a little boy. He's like, okay, fine. We're dating. I know, right? I he, it was weird. It, it's all just very childish. It's yeah. He he seems nervous, and and Austin is like, "Wow, now you have a girlfriend." And but then it's like awkward too, because what if you really don't want to, but you're in this awkward position? The cameras are on you, and you're like, right. "Oh man!" And then you go home, and you're in private, and you're like, "You know how I told you I want to date? I actually don't. I just said that to not embarrass you." <laughs> well, it's like summer house. You'd have to like get under the covers and like, "Hey, I didn't mean what I said today to you." <laughs> Like hoping the mics didn't pick it up, you know? Um, So we're now in a new scene with Leva and uh, her son Little and they're making nut juice and they're using yogurt and they're cooking all day. And when you cook all day in that, in there, it's a gesture of friendship. So that's what this whole uh, dinner is, is a gesture of friendship. And I just love looking at things like that way. I think that's really cool. Um, New scene, we're at Austin's house. This is 11.09 a.m. and Craig is still asleep. And you see all these Bud Lights like in the sink, like all these cans. It's just like, whoa, man, the phone keeps ringing. Anna, his assistant, he finally picks up. And she's like, trying to get a hold of you is tough. She's like, you got to get a permit for the asbestos. Like, (laughs) you realize that, like, he's moved out and that, like, he thinks is the end of the work and he just hasn't done anything. He's just like, like, he'll just show back up at his house one day and it'll be all magically repaired and fixed. It's such a dumb, good looking guy way of going about life. Um, uh, she's she's like, hey, being with Austin is not great for your work. You party too much with Austin, and it's not even like it's Craig's trying to convince Austin to always party with him. It's weird, right? I uh, think it's he's single and he wants to go out. I wonder, uh, what do you think of the nail polish? Isn't it like for some cause or something like that? I forget what. It's because he like wants people for- to think he's like Harry Styles or something, I- you know. It was like some charity thing, and it's like bringing awareness to something. Obviously, it's not bringing that much awareness because he can't remember what it's for. It's it's, uh, some really cool charity that he's doing. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. (laughs) But it was—it's been like this for a few years. I think it's actually the same coat of polish for the last couple of years too. I don't think it he even redoes it. It's probably just like a bruised, broken finger. <laughs> We've said it's for some charity. He just has like a dead finger. Uh, Craig has a dead finger. That's what that is. Um, so everybody's getting ready for Leva's big dinner. 
Um, you know, we see shots of all the girls getting ready. Danny comes in. She looks great. She has a statement necklace. Uh, just to remind you guys, Danny is the one that got chlamydia from Shep. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. That's not funny. Um, okay. There's the house is all pillows everywhere. It's set up really, just really cool. It looks like bright colors. Uh, they hired a bartender for it. Uh, we find out Leva's culture is a big rice culture. So there's all these rice dishes, which they all looked great. Um, uh, you know, I, She's flipping the rice in the pan. It comes out great. I don't know. I remember it just making me hungry when I saw it. It was really cool. And I thought it was also awesome that, I mean, she owns restaurants and she's obviously very well off. She could have just easily hired someone to food. And like, no, her and her mom did it all day. See, that's what I, I love people that actually, I'm not like this, but people that actually do things, you know (laughs) know, what I'm saying? Like that are like, oh, I'm going to do this with my own hands. There's like, I have those thoughts in my head of like, I'd like to be that type of person, but deep down I know I'm not. And then I just end up ordering pizza or something. I know. know? I would say I'm going to do that and buy all the things. And then at like six o'clock, be like, oh, fuck it. Like, what's (laughs) (laughs) like, well, then she goes, she's like, oh, this is pomegranate chicken. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then like in my head, it would just be like me going to Trader Joe's and they have like these packages packages of cooked chicken right and i was just like well okay but it's it just it'll be the chicken without pomegranate like i don't go further than that <laughs> oh yeah they like went hard in the kitchen they were yeah killing. it was i mean so um they had that conversation about republic leva's restaurant where we talked about Catherine being there when she was 21 uh really creepy then we're at a scene uh they go back and forth uh with the guys and the girls and all the guys are meeting up and craig is like extremely hungover because they're doing shots and he can't do it. So he orders a Tito's and sugar-free Red Bull, which is the sign of an adult, you know? I can't do sugar. Well, Red, there was like a period of my life where like Red Bull and vodkas were a drink that I would drink. And now like if you get a whiff of a Red Bull and vodka, like it it really makes me wretch almost, you know? Because it's just, (laughs) it's intense. I don't think they'll ever get to that point where they're like, where it's... But I just like the thought of like, hey, I, you know what? I can't do shots. I can't do shots. Sugar-free Red Bull vodka, please. Like that's oh just God. as like, intense. If I'm ever hungover somewhere and my friend, I like go out and I will <sighs> get like a glass of white wine or something and just nurse that same glass for six hours. That's the worst being hungover with friends that want to drink and you're just like every breath is like hard. Oh my God. But I would never be like, you know what, you guys, I'm really hungover. Just no. get me a tequila and soda. Okay. That's all I can handle right now. (laughs) Oh, I've done, I've been in with drunk friends where I'll let them buy me the shot. And then I just toss it on the ground. Oh, I always do that. Yeah. Yeah, Or I get someone else and they probably think I'm like roofing them. I'll give it to like a stranger and be like, here you go. (laughs) I like my friends that always like my ugly guy friends. that think they got roofied and I'm like, no, you, you literally did 18 shots. (laughs) Like nobody, nobody roofied you, dude. Like nobody even came close. Like, like not even like a look. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're doing shots and Craig goes, Hey, if I don't, if I don't stay disciplined, it's a loose slope for me. And then he's like, Oh, slippery slope. Okay. Slippery slope. And I'm like, Craig, you're not any like disciplined. This is hysterical. Um, I did like he's this part who has to be hot because otherwise he would be so fucked in life. Well, you wonder how much of like, if he wasn't hot, how much further along he'd be like, maybe he would own. Three pillow companies. Like maybe you would like, I mean, it would like just be insane, but also like how much further can he go with pillows? And I I could be like, I don't know home decor that well. They're expensive too. I've looked at them. I'm like, I'm not fucking buying that. Like, yeah, they're a bit of a DNA in this. Um, So they, Austin says, 
Uh, him and Craig had a good day. They made pizza and watched Pitch Perfect together. And Austin cried during Pitch Perfect. I love. I, I think Pitch Perfect. I actually did watch Pitch. I watched. Me and my guy friends, we like that is a go to movie for this group of guy friends I have when we're hungover. Pitch Perfect is a really fun movie a for that. Movie. Yeah. Uh, this is when John Pringle flirts with a bunch of 25 year olds. He's like, my game is having no game. He, he goes, Hey, Hey, do you guys, do you guys like Justin Bieber? And all the girls look at him weird, but he doesn't give up. Like he's talking to those girls for a while. He is a really sloppy drunk, yeah. which I think is never attractive. And I would just be turned off immediately just by, like, I don't like when they're like, Ugh, and yeah, and he's getting drunk, and then Shep walks in, and he's like, Shep! Oh, my God! He's like, marry me or lose me forever, Shep. And then, this is so college, Shep starts ordering shots of Goldschlager. Ew. Goldschlager, you guys, is like the shots with, like, little flecks of gold. It is such Super a bad. college <laughs> thing that I, it was another thing where I was like, what, is 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 Charleston frozen in time? I honestly think they are just frozen in time and i was like actually thinking last week how happy is chef that there's another single guy older than him yes. and he's not like the sad one anymore yes <laughs> i think it makes him happier but you could tell like chef is at that point where he's like he left his girl he's like i'm gonna go have fun tonight i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it up because he was like he was buying shots for the whole bar and like you know that, that t- like when you've been good for two weeks and you're like I'm going to go out and get hammered tonight because I've earned it, you know? Like That's he, like exactly how he thinks. He has that kind of energy. So um, those guys are all having a good time. Uh, new scene. They're back with the girls. Uh, they're talking about Patricia making fun of Austin. Um, and then they said this is great, which I was going to make a meme out of, and then I got lazy, was Patricia's like the NSYNC album cover for No Strings Attached. Yes. I was like, that's, I, I keep forgetting to make that mean, but I, you know, um, Whitney, uh, back at the guys bar, Whitney asked Craig what he thinks about John Pringle. And he's like, Hey, everything's great. And Pringle goes, I gotta tell you though. I gotta tell you Madison's hot. I've had, I've had designs. I've had designs. And, uh, he goes, I'm sure everyone does. She's a smoke show. And Austin looks worried. You know, he's like, uh, and, uh, they just keep drinking. <laughs> but they just keep and, and then Austin's like, you got a chef's like, you got to, re- you got to ride the bull Pringle. You got to ride. He goes, I tore my ACL last year, riding the bull. You, you got to do it. And then we see Sh- Pringle take his shirt off. And, and I, I was upset cause I was like, I wanted him to be flabbier. And, uh, he's, you know, he seemed like he had a decent upper body and that sucks. And, <laughs> uh, so he rides the bull uh, you know, they're all broing out. And then, um, Madison back at the girls says Pringle is single and cute and has great manners. Do girls like that when they're around their guy friends and the guy friend has a great, good manners. Is that like make any impression on you? I think having good manners definitely makes an impression. I mean, so few guys do now and, but like even wearing a mask is like manners nowadays. Yeah. Like any kind of consideration for somebody else is very (laughs) hot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he said god bless you after he sneezed that's amazing yeah um so uh we're back at the girls and this is a uh, Catherine. all of a sudden gets a text and she's like no she's like oh my god are you 
you know, she's like, he goes, she goes, fucking liar. And she comes against Danny and she goes, Danny, Thomas got a girl pregnant. And I just found out she's having the baby. It's happening. She's six or seven months pregnant. We find out she found out from her lawyer. Her lawyer found out and confirmed it. Madison, all the girls asked what's going on. She announces about Thomas having another baby. And she's like, and then this is where it gets really weird because she's like, I found a positive pregnancy test at Thomas's and he said it wasn't his. No, like whose was it? Kenzie's? Like it was But I, I mean I just like Catherine all of a sudden says five things of like, wait, did you know or did you just are you just just super and then dumb? They're like, and someone saw him leave an OBGYN office with a very pregnant woman. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden there's like five examples of like, wait, so like everybody knows but she's like right. just keeps lying about it, but and she like, believed very him? clear direct um, indicator is that he has impregnated somebody. Like, I, what do you think Saint did? And that's why there's a pregnancy test at the apartment like, house. Like, I just like that, you know, like, oh, no, that was from the uh, previous house owners. They must have left oh, that yeah. here. You know, like, I, I just thought that was so weird. And it made me, I was like, I've always made fun of Catherine not being the smartest, you know, bulb, you know, uh, but like, this, this is another level. I mean, this is like another. But she did genuinely seem shocked. Like, did she know about this before or was she really shocked? So I think that I'm sure she heard all those things, like saw heard that he was at the um, OBGYN with a pregnant woman and like saw the pregnancy test. I think she's just so brainwashed by him that if he tells her something's not true, she probably believes it. That's wild. And especially like how many like that's where I really think she has been. Nixium brainwashed is because like the fact that Thomas is still able to be in her mind is like some sort of prize just shows you like relationships when they're bad, they're like really bad and it takes years to get over, you know? And it was just, and like, I think too with a pregnancy is like, she's going to find out eventually can't hide this forever. I just want to know what his thought process is of like, Okay, I could pull this, uh, you know, when a kid gets three or four, it's going to be a little tougher. But until then, I could pull this off, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, that, that's the end of the episode. Next week, we actually, I believe, it starts talking about the uh, coronavirus. And I think, we, like we said, we see a scene of Leva having to potentially let employees go. But, yeah, like... Right. This and is... I know Steph was, like, freaking out because Taylor was saying she doesn't know if she's been... Oh, yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> I mean, it will be interesting. I don't, like I said, I don't mind this season. It's better than I was expecting it to be, but that doesn't totally mean anything. So, right. I mean, uh, I had, I knew that without Cam, Naomi or Chelsea, I was like, that's a really big gap of people to leave and a big void. Yeah. Um, but I really like the new people, not so much Madison, but Madison. Oh my god, that Listen. is I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I just like, like it's seven thirty in the morning and she walks in on like three girls there and he says, You're being crazy right now. I know Madison. Why like, are you doing this? Like um so Jennifer, you I'm so happy you're a teacher, so you don't have time to start your own podcast because you're just too good at this. <laughs> um you have an open invitation to come back anytime you want. Oh my god, come back whenever. Um at blocked by Jax is the Instagram account, guys. You know who she is. Uh but if you don't know, go follow her immediately. And uh is there anything else that we need to know or help you support or pray for you in terms of finding a guy or I mean anything? Uh, just just prayers that <laughs> you know now that it's getting a little colder, I'm hoping 
are kind of like coming out again. No one wants to date in the summer. So I'm hoping that as the weather gets colder, the normal people will start to come Wait, out again. Wait, what do you, what do you mean? Nobody wants to date in the summer. It's just like too hot. No, it's just like you want to have fun. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Is this what you call nest? No, cuffing. Is this cuffing? Yes, cuffing. Is like, this cuffing know, season? I Are we in cuffing? should be fun and didn't want to date Amanda in the summertime and broke up with her in like, June. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I wonder when Summer House is coming back. I know. I can't wait for that. Uh, okay. Well, anyways, Jennifer, thank you so much for doing this. And, and I hopefully we'll talk to you soon. We got to go live sometime or something stupid. I know. We got to go live on one of your dates. That's what I really, when he I goes know. to the bathroom, go live. That'll be amazing. That would be really fun. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good. Bye. Betches.